College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America. With your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden, New York City, here with a special edition of This Is America, weekend edition for everybody out there in America and, of course, everybody in Philly. Big shout-out to my familia in Philadelphia, WPHT. Now, Joe Biden's in a little bit of hot water. That's right, Biden's first year in office comes with a close and a series of losses. He's got the lowest approval on record. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton is using Biden's meltdown to attempt to get back into politics and stay relevant, and a leftist group is securing a $158 million taxpayer-funded contract to help illegals avoid deportation. But we got a lot more. I want to get into some stuff with the Pope. His infallibility was... uh, being questioned and what's happening in neighboring New Jersey, right? New Jersey, one of the airports uh, had some interesting finds on what people are sneaking in as contraband. You're not going to want to hear what they hid inside of this burrito. But first I want to talk about the Pope. That's right. Because the Pope said we shouldn't have children unless we want to be called selfish. That having dogs and not having kids is selfish. Now, I'm not going to call it selfish, but I think everybody should procreate, right? That's if it's what you want to do, if it's what you're called to do, if it's what you feel comfortable with, you should do it. But CNN couldn't handle that. CNN decided to go and blast the Pope, saying that the Pope was dead wrong. They didn't like that plan. Now, something that's interesting, though, is that the Pope decided to take a little bit of a stroll not too long ago, and he went into a record store and left with a CD. They gave him a CD. He got some classical music, but he made a statement. And his statement on political correctness is really what was, I think, uh, interesting, was the Pope said in a warning, cancel culture is a form of one track thinking. And this is where it became dangerous. This is according to Catholic News Service. Pope Francis spoke out about cancel culture during an annual address, saying it's a form of one track thinking, which seeks to rewrite the past. In his speech on Monday, To the Vatican's diplomatic corps, the Pope said cancel culture is invading many circles and public institutions. Quote, that's a quote. He went on saying, as a result, agendas are increasingly dictated by a mindset that rejects the natural foundations of humanity and the cultural roots that constitute the identity of many people. And that's according to the Pope. And that wokeness doesn't stop there. It continues. Matter of fact, Steve Harvey also had something to say about that because he thought that cancel culture is also a growing problem. And this one's according to Fox News. Now, comedian Steve Harvey says that cancel culture is 
part of his decision for stepping away from stand-up comedy. He says that he was significantly more focused on his TV hosting work in recent years because he's afraid to get back on the stand-up stage for fear of facing a career-ending critique, saying, quote, the only way I can do one more special is if at the end of my television career, because I won't eventually have a television career. It'll end it. And he told that to Variety magazine. He says, we're in cancel culture now. No stand-up that is sponsor-driven can say anything that he wants to. If you're a stand-up comic, you can't say what you want. He goes on. Chris Rock can't. Kevin Hart can't. Cedric the Entertainer can't. D.L. Hewley can't. I can't go down the list. The only person that can say what he wants to say on stage is Dave Chappelle because he's not sponsor-driven. He's subscription-driven, and he's 100% right. And that's why people have to adjust their approach in the economy. Because we know full well that they will come after people. They've been doing it all over the place. And that's not the only place that the crazy left is getting their hooks into everything. They're coming at people through crime, through what they like to call jail reform and bail reform, keeping criminals on the streets like they are in Philly. And that's why we see so much of that. But they're doing it in Hollywood. They're doing it on campuses. They're doing it in classrooms with elementary schools kids. This is not good. I mean, when you look at the crime that's going on, use Philadelphia, for example. All you got to do is a quick Google search, put in Philly, and it's one shooting, stabbing, killing, carjacking after another. Here we go. Look at this. NBC 10 Philadelphia. Man shoots teen who tried to carjack him in Philly. I guess the guy kept his car. Investigation into the rise of dealership auto thefts during the pandemic. That's in the Philly region. ABC 6. CBS Philly. 18-year-old woman killed in North Philadelphia. Double shooting. These are all in the last day or two. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. The left is encroaching, and they're not stopping. They've got their hands in everything. Trump said it best. Whatever they touch and turn woke, it goes to crap. Now, here's a perfect example of the left within the media trying to redefine language. USA Today, this is in Fox News. This week, they said that it's complicated when you talk about pedophilia, the attraction, and typically ends up becoming the rape of children. According to Fox News, USA Today published an article on Monday that argued the misconceptions that the public has on pedophiles, and this ignited a firestorm and a backlash on social media. Of course it did. How are you going to sit here and tell me that it's okay to minimize the plight that pedophiles unleash on society, on the children in our society? You just can't. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a month and a half ago, where there was that professor that is a uh, non-binary professor that decided they were going to start using the term MAP, minor attracted person. And that was absolutely insane. And it was insane then, and it's insane now. But the USA Today article was originally titled, What the Public Keeps Getting Wrong About Pedophilia. How do you make an article called What the Public Keeps Getting Wrong About Pedophilia? It was written by national correspondent Elia Dastiger. Throughout the article, Dastiger cites researchers who study pedophilia who argue that pedophilia or the attraction to minors is misunderstood as being synonymous with child sexual abuse. How, do you know pedophiles that don't rape children or haven't tried to rape children or didn't rape children in the past? I don't. I've never heard of that. They're just waiting to be caught. They haven't done it yet or they haven't been caught yet. It's not okay to be attracted to a minor, and we shouldn't make a distinction. 
We'll leave that for judges to do. We've had 235 years or 200, excuse me, 246 years in this country. We haven't had a problem yet. This is not a problem. This is an invention. USA Today, the left within the media, they're making this stuff up. Here's another quote from this article. Pedophilia is viewed as among the most horrifying social ills, but scientists who study the sexual disorder say it's also amongst the most misunderstood. Dastigir wrote, quote, when the public thinks of pedophilia, they assume it's synonymous with child sexual abuse, a pervasive social problem that has exploded to crisis levels online. Researchers who study pedophilia say that the term describes an attraction, not an action, and using it interchangeably with abuse fuels misperceptions. I could care less. If you like small children and you are attracted in a sexual way to small children, you are on your way to being that offender. And don't make me get all scriptural because, right, what's the Bible say? If you thought it, you did it. That's why we're all guilty of sin. So if we're all guilty of sin for just thinking stuff, pedophiles aren't exempt. But different story for a different day. The article goes on. Critics wasted no time in slamming USA Today for pushing the article with many claiming that they're attempting to normalize pedophilia. Hell yeah, that's exactly what they're trying to do. A tweet from Curtis Houck from Newsbusters said, ah, yes, here we go with the liberal media celebrating and trying to normalize pedophilia. That's right, folks. USA Today is trying to destigmatize grown adults having sex with little kids. I think he's on track here. That's exactly what they're trying to do. USA Today tries to understand how pedophiles, to most people, it's nothing more than the first step of trying to normalize this kind of behavior. After the intense backlash on Twitter, USA Today deleted the original Twitter thread and posted a new thread to explain, saying a previous thread did not include all of the information and the story it was written about is behind a paywall. We made the decision to delete the thread. The initial thread lacked the context that was within the story, and we made the decision to pull down the entire thread. Yeah, because clearly they were getting blasted and How do you take this position? Why on earth would you want to put out an article? Again, put it out. Do what you got to do, but be ready to pay the price when you say it's absolutely okay. This goes beyond the Pope saying that somebody has to be selfish to not have kids. This goes beyond everything that we've seen this week from Justice Sotomayor's crazy comments about the Supreme Court weighing in on public policy and making stuff up as she went along. Right. This goes beyond all of the crazy things that we see the left doing. Now we have the left within the media trying to normalize a crime against children. That's inexcusable. Anyway, don't move a muscle. I am Rich Valdez. Straight ahead, we're going to get to all of the other big stories of the week and how Jen Pacircle back Pasaki's got her work cut out for her trying to defend Joe El Baboso Biden and his miserable performance thus far and the horrible week that he had. Inflation is at a 40-year high. It's absolutely crushing for the Biden administration. So we're going to see what happens. Matter of fact, even the media is asking uh, his vice president, que mala eres, that's right, Kamala Harris, will she run again? All of that and more straight ahead. Don't move a muscle. Rich Valdez, 1210 WPHT. This is America.
Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Para Inglés, o primal número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es América. Ahora. What's up, America? Everybody out in Philly, everybody across the country tuning in today. Welcome back to This is America. I am Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez with an S. And I'm on all the social media, so make sure you check me out. Give me a follow. Let's keep in touch. You can always hear this program on odyssey.com or on iHeartRadio.com to listen to the latest episode of This Is America with Rich Valdez. And it's my pleasure to be with you guys. So we talked about Justice, Associate Justice, Sonia Sotomayor from the Boogie Down Bronx and her flat-out lie this week where she was discussing how 100,000 children are ill with the coronavirus hospitalized and and a, a number of them are on ventilators and this simply wasn't the case the number is more like uh 3000 that are totally sick and just a few hundred that are actually um really really ill i think the number is in the the 0. Point something percentile of the actual amount of children that are looking at dying from this illness uh, as of last week's cdc numbers but that's what she said, and we're going to address that in a minute. But I want to get to what Jen Pacerco back Pasaki, Silent P, of course, what she had to say, because obviously this has been a difficult week for Joe El Baboso Biden. And she's saying, well, you know what? It's really not so bad. Listen to this. Seem like they're going pretty poorly right now for, for the White House. You know, Build Back Better is being blocked, voting rights is being blocked, diplomatic talks with Russia doesn't seem to have brought us back from the ring. The brink of war, inflation's at a 40-year high, the virus is setting records for infection. So as we kind of hit this one-year period and a period where everything seems like it's in pretty rough shape or nearly everything, um, 
which is not an invitation, I guess, to list off <laughs> um, some other things. Uh, I, I'm, I'm wondering at what point do you take stock and say that things need to change internally, whether it's your outreach for the Hill, whether it's the leadership within the White House. Uh, it, you seem to be stymied on an incredible number of fronts right now. Seems to be stymied on an incredible number of issues. Right, Jen Pacerco back Pasaki. You had to see her face. The video's priceless. I will uh, put it out at Rich Valdez on all the social media so you can see it, the video of that. But what I want to talk about is inflation, right? He raised a number of issues, but one of the biggest of which is inflation. It's at a 40-year high. And again, this is the left within the media that are holding them to task because you know what? When they go to their Sunday dinners with their family, guess what's happening? People are like, oh, look at your buddy Biden. He's not doing much. Oh, what about your girlfriend Kamala Harris? Like I like to say in Spanish, que mala eres, which means how bad she is. They're a disgrace, not because they're immoral people, which they may be. I'm not arguing that at this point. I'm not making that claim either. But they're a disgrace as politicians. They're an absolute disgrace to the office that they hold. Unthinkable to me. And that's why the country's getting angry when they go to the supermarket. And this is in CNBC. Republican pollster says that Democrats are going to be crushed in November because of the discontent over skyrocketing inflation. In the, it's right now the most important issue for voters heading into this year's midterm elections. And that's from Frank Luntz saying, we're not just anxious anymore. This country's getting angry. They're going to take that anger out at the ballot box in November. The challenge is you can't spend your way out of it, he said. On the issue of inflation, spending more money makes the problem worse. That's where Democrats are going to fail. And this is ultimately why they went to Reagan back in the Carter days. They had no choice. Democrats don't know how to fix a problem without spending to fix it. And that goes a long way in a lot of places. Spending money can make a lot of problems go away, but not every single problem. And this is why I think the Democrats aren't doing well right now. And I think they're not going to be able to turn it around in time for their election. Luntz goes on to say there's complete disconnection between what they're being told and what people are expecting. The reason inflation is so important politically and economically is because it's universal. It's ubiquitous. It's understandable. Everybody gets it. He goes on. He says, I think it's going to have a much bigger effect on the electoral outcome in November, way more than voting rights or the January 6th issue, because this is hitting people where they live. And you got that right, Frank Luntz. And again, I don't know Frank Luntz. I'm not advocating for Frank Luntz, but I am saying Yeah, I believe most people go, wow, January 6th, that's horrible. Bad thing for America. Inflation, oh, crap, I've got a kid in college. Oh, crap, I've got to fill up my gas tank. Oh, crap, I've got to go do grocery shopping. And everything costs more, 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 and more. People don't like that. People don't want to deal with that. That's not what Americans want. But when we saw that consumer price index go up and the prices that were coming out of that, I mean, it was just absolutely scary. I looked at the uh, new car Numbers, something like um, 10 or 11 percent. And then I looked at the used car number and it was 37 percent increase. And I'm thinking, wow, that makes sense as to why I've got an old Honda Accord. That's my daughter's car. And she's away at school and it needs a new engine. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to dump the car because I could just buy a new one for what it's going to cost me to put it in. Probably like two grand to put in a new engine. I was like, you know what? I'll put that towards a car. I think I bought that car used for a little more than two grand. So. What did I find to my chagrin? Well, I'll share that with you. What I found out was that the same car that I bought for a couple of thousand bucks in 2017 
is going for five, six, seven. I seen one up up to nine thousand dollars for a car from two thousand eight. How does that make any sense? Then I go to talk to my mechanic and he says, Yeah, no, I could do the job for this much. Calls me right back, says, Never mind, can't do the job. I said, Why not? And he said, You know what? It's gonna come out way too expensive. They're raising the prices on on rebuilt engines. They're doing this, they're doing that. It's hard to even get the parts. I can't even find one. I called three suppliers, I can't even get one. And he said, Everything is like doubling in price. Well, close, close to 40%, 37%. Absolutely insane. But that's where we're at. And it doesn't help that you can still find cheap labor because they're coming right through the border. So not only are we having a uh, tax, and I don't mean like an expense, but I mean we are taxing our social safety net with emergency rooms because of illegal aliens not having a regular uh, doctor until they get settled and whatnot. So we're taxing our healthcare system. We are putting an incredible tax on our economy, flooding it with cheap labor illegally crossing the border. And then we're being taxed literally through inflation. Not to mention the uh, advantage that's being taken of the American taxpayer, right? There's this left-wing group that has secured a $158 million taxpayer-funded contract to help illegal immigrants avoid deportation. Now you tell me, how does something like that actually happen? How How do you pull that off? Well, this progressive group, that looks at immigration enforcement agencies as a threat to civil liberties, and this is from Fox News, they got this big contract, and the Department of Health and Human Services gave them the contract through something called the Vera Institute of Justice. It's a left-wing nonprofit that supports defunding the police. This contract back in 2021 was designed to, quote, provide immigration-related services to unaccompanied minors, according to USAS Spending. That's the federal contract database. Quote, the Vera Institute of Justice is a behemoth progressive nonprofit based out of New York City with well over $140 million in its budget. And they use that to fund a slate of progressive causes with initiatives across the country. That means they're coming to Philly. They're coming to Chicago. They're coming to South Florida. They're coming to L.A. They're coming to Texas. Jason Hopkins, an investigative associate with the Immigration Reform Law Institute, gave that comment to Fox News. And he says there's no difference whether it's criminal justice reform, bail reform, or also immigration reform. Of course, now, when you hear this word reform, you know that this is something that is dangerous. This whole reform business is code for we're going to screw you over. Absolutely crazy. Anyway, I want to get into this next story that's about how Satanists, this is true, this is not conspiracy stuff, Satanists are offering aftercare for 6- to 10-year-olds. Yeah, that's where I want to leave my kid. Don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. This is Rich Valdez, special edition of This is America. For everybody out in Philly, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. This is America.
the 45th president, Donald Trump, thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. Mr. Call Screener. Yeah. Oh, it's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Everybody out in Philly, welcome back. I appreciate you guys being here with me. Special weekend edition. This is America. And I want to share this story with you. It's in Neon Nettle. It came out this week. And I couldn't help but go over this because these people did something very similar a couple of months ago. And it looks like they're at it again. Here's the headline. Woke school officials defend after school Satan club for six to 10 year olds. This is promoting critical thinking and sovereignty for elementary kids. Now, a school district in Illinois has defended an after-school Satan club, quote-unquote, for children in grades 1 through 5, claiming its decision was down to inclusivity reasons and, quote, equal access. The Moline Cole Valley School District after-school program the Satan Club is sponsored was scheduled to hold its first meeting on Thursday, according to the... TV6 News. The flyer that was posted around said that the after-school Satan Club does not attempt to convert children to any religious ideology. Instead, the Satanic Temple supports children to think for themselves. After hearing this mounting concern and all the questions that the school district's uh, superintendent received, she wanted to address some of the details, and that's Dr. Rachel, excuse me, Rachel Savage. According to Savage, the club doesn't involve any teachers and the flyers were not distributed to all students. Fascinating stuff here. I'm going to put this one out on social media at Rich Valdez with an S so you can take a look at it and look at some of the imagery. I mean, they use these satanic images in the uh, in the piece and on their Twitter site. And of course, you're thinking, well, duh, Rich, they're Satanists. Of course, they're going to use satanic imagery. It's just not something I've seen associated with little kids. So I think that's a bad thing. But anyway, here's what they put on the flyer on Twitter. Does your child's school need an after-school club as an alternative to the Good News Club or other religious clubs? The after-school Satan Club, ASSC, is back. The statement added that the idea for the club came from parents within the district. Savage also said they reached out to the national organization behind the after-school Satan Club. The parents said that the club was looking to bring other viewpoints to the school. The superintendent said that rejecting the organization was to pay rent to their publicly funded institution, and that would have been illegal. The district said that other religious entities have also used its facilities in the past. Unbelievable. And it goes on, and there's more. You can look at it. Lots of this, you know, goat-headed dude. Crazy stuff. Really just crazy stuff. That's what's happening in Illinois. That's what's happening to kids in first through fifth grade. You've got illegal aliens that are running amok, and they're getting taxpayer dollars for support. And again, I think you you have to do something to help the kids that are coming in because if they're really unaccompanied minors and they're being trafficked with Joe Biden being the the trafficker in chief without, you know, securing the border. I don't think the border's wide open. But when you have the amount of people coming in, it's hard to not say that. So you got to do something and I think giving these contracts may be a necessary evil, but more importantly is how about we get the Border Patrol to do their job. Why don't we fund the Border Patrol and the border agents that support them so that they can do what needs to be done? I don't understand. I mean, everybody's taking a swipe at Biden because of his weakness, his ineptitude, or he's willingly looking the other way because he thinks American can withstand the onslaught, can withstand the challenge from North Korea firing two rockets, ballistic missiles. 
saying that, you know, they're willing to do what they got to do with the U.S. From China, flexing on the United States. From Russia, spitting in the face of the United States. And now our own Border Patrol getting spit at by the Biden administration. Of course, I'm being hyperbolic and that's figurative, but they might as well. Even the Clintons are trying to get in on the action because Biden is so weak. And Hillary's a a, a multi-time loser. Crazy. So despite the lies from the Supreme Court justice, despite Biden's own lies saying, you know what, I am going to shut down this virus, not the economy. Meanwhile, we're seeing the exact opposite. What is it that Biden announces? He says, you know what, I think we need to spend another five and a half billion dollars. Listen to this. Sometimes I walk past the mirror and then I take a double take. I'm like, oh, who's that? Oh, that's me. Oh, you look good. This is really working. I started at 148, 149. And then, you know, I want to say slowly the way. Today, we're releasing the first year of that program, which is $5.5 billion. Five and a half billion dollars to states and tribes to repair and rebuild bridges to make them safer and more usable. This is an investment that's going to help connect entire towns and regions to new opportunities. With this investment, we're sending the message to those communities and to the people who call them home. You matter. We're building back and building back better with you. We're making sure you're not left behind and left out. I'll end with this. These investments are consequential. We're just getting started. We're building back better than ever before. Building back better than ever before. Joe El Baboso Biden is out of his mind. He is in horrible shape. Daily Caller. His first year in office is coming to a close with his worst week yet. Right. Biden got in January 20th. We're almost there as we head into the Martin Luther King Day holiday this Monday. Yet the Supreme Court has struck down his unconstitutional mandate or his test or mandate scenario. His agenda is dead in the water in Congress. Build back better. Flatlined. Beep. And his approval rating has plummeted lower and lower as the year goes on, marking the one year anniversary for him. A Quinnipiac poll that's out shows that Biden's approval rating is at just 33 percent. That's the lowest on record and the lowest of his tenure so far. Does this surprise anybody? He came into office with 54% approval rating, but he consistently slips every single time there's a poll. Why? Because he's doing a horrible job, and I don't have to tell you that. I'm preaching to the choir. And somehow he thinks that he's going to, you know, that he's going to get away with it, that somehow this is somebody else's fault. Biden campaigned on ending the virus, on bringing 47 years of experience to the White House. Nothing happened. Nothing. One failure after another. All they can do is point fingers, cry, and blame. Even CNN is calling out Biden on his lies. He spent the whole weekend, uh, excuse me, the whole week, talking about his Voting Rights Act, and he was in Georgia the other day making all these claims. We got to count the vote. We got to make sure the Republicans, and, and they just, honestly, there was nothing that they could do but call him out for his lies. This is CNN calling him out. Listen to this. He has thus far presented voting rights as a morally right or morally decrepit choice, that there's a right and there's a wrong. Here he is this week in Georgia. The consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be the side, the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be in the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? 
Now, of course, Biden is calling out a bunch of Democrats, segregationists like him and the people that he supported his whole career. Yet all of a sudden now, no, not so much. Now he's woke. Let's continue. The side of right or the side of racism. That's what's being presented. Even the second ranking Democrat in the Senate, Dick Durbin, said Biden, quote, went a little too far in his rhetoric in that particular comment. And a right versus wrong simplistic view here is a problem, first of all, because more people voted than ever before in the last election. So to just broadly talk about voter suppression may miss that very crucial point. And take vote by mail as one example. Here's what Biden said this week, criticizing Georgia's new law. Voting by mail is a safe and convenient way to get more people to vote. So they're making it harder for you to vote by mail. Okay, well, New York is one of the most reliably Democratic states in the United States. And New York requires people to request absentee ballots, just like the new Georgia law does. Now, Georgia allows anyone to request an absentee ballot. New York does not. In New York, it's actually more restrictive. There are specific guidelines as to who can request an absentee ballot. In fact, back in November, New Yorkers voted down a constitutional amendment that would allow anyone to request an absentee ballot for any reason at all by 55 to 45 percent in an overwhelmingly Democratic state. And let's take a look at early voting. Georgia, the new law, Uh, The law that's sort of Abraham Lincoln versus Jefferson Davis allows for 17 days of early voting. New York only has nine. So there you go. That's Aaron Burnett on CNN calling out Biden for his lies. So thankfully, I think some are seeing the light or they're being held to account. Explosive information that keeps coming out from Project Veritas. Big shout out to James O'Keefe for really holding their feet to the fire, making them tell the truth, whether it's on Fauci's gain-of-function research that was recently released this week or some of this other stuff. And I think the media is saying, you know what, with all these pedophiles that are producers here at CNN, we better start telling the truth before they keep looking and digging a little deeper. I don't know. But bottom line is, what do you think, right? What are your thoughts on Biden? Do you really think that he's going to get anywhere with this Voting Rights Act? Do you think people are going to believe that somehow if, if uh, he says that it's about counting the vote, that people are going to believe him. Let me know at Rich Valdez on all the social media. Looking forward to your comments. Don't move a muscle. We're going to wrap this thing up right after this. I am Rich Valdez, 1210 WPHT. This is America. In times like these, it's so important that we focus on the facts. I always tell you to focus on the facts. I think you hear that everywhere you go, and that's because facts are irrefutable. It's the bottom line. It's the real deal. And in times like this of uncertainty, we need to rely on the facts. I get my facts from JustFacts.com. That's F-A-C-T-S, JustFacts.com. Go to JustFacts.com and sign up for their newsletter, JustFacts.com forward slash rich. Just put my name in there and you'll get it for free. 
JustFacts.com slash Rich. This is America. He's got the best head of hair in podcasting. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, special weekend edition of This Is America at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing it. Thanks for leaving a review if you're listening to the podcast, if you're listening live on 1210 WPHT Philly, 50,000 powerful watts, the big talker in Philly. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate that. And uh, my question to you remains, what are your thoughts on some of the stuff we were talking about today? But I also want to get to this uh, other story, right? This last story here, this is a really fascinating one. This one is from NBC New York, but it's about New Jersey airports. And it says two New Jersey airports make TSA's top weird airport fines. A passenger at Atlantic City International Airport was caught trying to smuggle bullets. That's right, ammunition inside of a deodorant stick while a passenger tried to bring what looked like an old-time revolver through security at Newark Liberty International Airport. Wow. Uh, Here I am thinking I'm guilty as sin when I have that bottle of water that I just finished buying and want to, you know, hold on to and chug before they, uh, you know, take it away as contraband. Anyway, uh, the article goes on talking about how the next time you're concerned about possibly going over or the allotted limit for your liquids, take comfort in knowing, right? That's what I'm saying. Take comfort because the TSA, Transportation Security Administration, released its top 10 catches of 2021 and two Jersey airports are at the top. At number 10, a passenger at Atlantic City International Airport was caught trying to smuggle bullets Inside of a deodorant stick in September, the photo showed half a dozen bullets, which appeared to have been hidden, not very well, apparently, under the deodorant stick. The TSA called it a creative attempt to subvert security. But of course, an x-ray machine can detect bullets. Duh. The agency also said that the passenger must have been sweating bullets. (laughs) That's punny. And then coming in at number nine was Newark Liberty International Airport, where a passenger tried to bring in a long barreled revolver with a wooden grip straight through the security checkpoint in August. It was the type of handgun that you might have seen pulled during one of several movie shoots like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid or Gunfight at the OK Corral. Nonetheless, all of this good, the bad, and the ugly was caught by the TSA. Guns are not permitted to be carried through checkpoints, obviously. Other items that they caught were drugs. That's right. How were they being smuggled? You're going to love this. Really funny stuff. At Hobby International Airport in Houston, it appeared that the drugs were being wrapped inside along what seemed to be the standard ingredients of, drumroll, all right, I don't have a drumroll, a burrito. They put this stuff inside a burrito to try to smuggle it on a plane. Other items included a firearm belt buckle in Honolulu Airport, a machete, a machete, at Reagan Washington International Airport in Virginia fireworks in Syracuse, and a chainsaw at the airport in New Orleans. Now, speaking of airlines, things are getting crazy. If you're in Philly, you already know that crime is on the up and up. But if you're in New York, three women are now facing federal charges for attacking an airline security worker who tried to block them from boarding a flight at JFK Airport back in September. And their arraignment for that offense just happened on Thursday. They were all released on $25,000 bond. And prosecutors said that the women were trying to board a Delta Airlines flight to San Juan, Puerto Rico. I don't know if they're on vacation or what, but you can't take us anywhere. 
They had ordered a total of about nine cocktails in four hours at the airport bars while waiting for the airline that was apparently facing some delays. And there's been a lot of delays because so many people are out with COVID and whatnot. And matter of fact, just to switch gears a little bit, that's a horrible story and I'll jump back into it. But this is what's happening because people are getting antsy, right? They're getting drunk because they're waiting three hours for a plane. The plane's delayed. Why? Because many pilots who choose not to accept the vaccine are saying, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I just, I simply can't do it. And others who were forced into it, like this one young guy that I know, I know his dad, who's actually an old colleague of mine, called me the other day, told me, hey, I saw you on Newsmax. Great job. I said, thank you. I appreciate that. Then he goes on to tell me, hey, pray for my son because he uh, had to take the shot to keep his job. And now he's got myocarditis. This is a kid that's under 30, he's 20 something years old, finished college flight school. He just did his first flight in 2021 at the end of 2021. And now he's come down with this adverse reaction to the vaccine. And it's horrible. But this is what's happening. People are losing it. Like these three women, they arrived at the departure gate. Flight crew said, nope, we're not letting them on. They look very belligerent. One wouldn't wear a mask. So they said, you know what? We're not letting them on. Security officer said, I'm sorry, you can't get on. One of them hit the security guard in the head with his own two-way radio and then punched the gate attendant in the face when the agent tried to intervene. And the third stepped on the security officer's face as all three kicked him and hit him after he fell to the floor. The flight crew eventually pulled him aside and was able to get him through and close the doors to get away from this unruly bunch. The extreme and aggressive behavior in connection with our air travel is out of control, said United States Attorney Breon Peace. Delta Airlines said it would work with authorities to make sure this unacceptable conduct is held to account. What they should say is we hope this never happens again because we're going to be on time. But again, I get it. Nobody should get their behind handed to them because, you know, there's a delay. We've all been through that in an airport. If you've ever been on an airplane, you know that's part of the game. Airlines are now reporting more than 5,000 episodes involving unruly passengers just last year alone, including over 3,600 cases of people allegedly refusing to wear face masks. <laughs> well, obviously, you're going to see a lot of that and you're going to see more of it as more information comes out. And now they're saying you can only wear an N95. That's the only one that works. The cloth one doesn't work. The smaller paper one doesn't work. The one that feels like a paper towel on your face doesn't work. Only an N95, super tight, worn the right way. And doctors have told me, at least doctor friends of mine, if it doesn't have double-sided tape, it doesn't matter. One guy told me, he said, man, if you're wearing an N95 and you can smell pizza when you walk into a pizzeria, it doesn't work at all because that's aerosol. And the aerosol of the smell of pizza is just like the the same mist or um, uh, thinness, if you will, or gaseousness that COVID-19 is. And that stuff gets right through. So according to the World Health Organization, none of these masks really stop the um, the spread unless, you know, you're sick and you're wearing one to contain it on yourself. But you wearing one to not get it is minimal, especially if you're social distancing. But anyway, all of that stuff is up to debate. And we did a whole show on that. So if you want to check it out, go ahead. iHeartRadio, Odyssey.com. This is America with Rich Valdez. Make sure you subscribe. I'd love that. Get me on social media at Rich Valdez. And, of course, keep it locked right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT for all of the great programming that we have all weekend long. Happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody that's celebrating. And I will be with you again real soon. Hasta la próxima. I am Rich Valdez. And this is America. This is America. 
Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.